that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends, of course, at bookmakers.com and the tote all the way through the national hunt season. Uh, delight to say Darren Hughes is stepping in for Dermot Nolan this week. Darren, how are you? Yeah, listen, two times in one week. I feel like the, the gilded class uh, of the Race Hour at this point, Ian, but good to be here. Yeah, you just need to employ those snipers to shoot either myself or Dermot Nolan more often. Or um, Jamie Benson. Or Jamie part. Benson. Who knows? <laughs> You have to find where Jamie Benson is. He moves around too much. I think he's harder to track down. Jamie, you've got a big weekend in store, of course, with the tote uh, fantasy Bobby Joe at Fairy House this weekend. Yeah, geez, I'm I'm properly excited about that now. Um, yeah, I've been sort of popping popping back and forth between Ireland and England, um, and uh, back 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 to my spiritual home, shall we say, in Ireland um, for, yep. for the uh, for the for the Bobby Joe, which will be exciting. Hope to see you there, Dino. Darren, I don't know if yeah. you're making an appearance, but uh, more the merrier. I'll be there on my Todd looking for people to drink Guinness with. So, Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, you're, you've packed accordingly and brought me a new hoodie, a nice bobble hat, you know, a few different bits. <laughs> I do, I do have some stash. I have some stash which has got your name all over it, mate. So 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm listen, definitely coming It's gilet season, lads. Bobble hats, all that sort of crap that's gone out the window. That's sorry, 2005. Gilets <laughs> are the way forward. Yeah, Tim Sherwood would be uh, would be in favour of that, I think. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, look, I look forward to that. We're going to talk, obviously, about the uh, Tote Fancy Bobby Joe Chase at 3.55 at Ferry House. But before we do that, it's Friday. And on the race hour, of course, we do have a go at the £250,000 guaranteed play spot. Comes from Kempton this weekend. Uh, we made an absolute horlix of it last week. You might remember the the, the words from Jamie Benson, which were uh, based on the things in our, in our... I'm not going to get this exactly right, but based on the horses that we've selected in our play spot, Pam, uh, do a advise everyone to cover the Oscar Elite Shishkin double and of course it came off. You couldn't make it up, Jamie. You couldn't make it up. Hey, I mean I mean what price would that have paid as well? You know um... sixes and twos they were. Darren's the odds trader there. There, there you go. Right, so yeah. so you've got a, you've got a twenty to one double. Yeah, six, yeah twenty to sixes one. Sixes yeah. and twos. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And um you know obviously I, I backed Shishkin having told everyone he had a stone in hand. I think he won by sixteen lengths so probably about right yeah well um, I, I was on the pod there saying was he ever really that good last week so um let's uh, let's yeah. not go back over that <laughs> no 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 we can move on and look we made an absolute horlicks of it we we napped attica in the first and uh, obviously the race cut down to seven he finished third like all good play spot naps do in seven run a field so uh we were we were out early but that's why the tote fantasy is there because you can keep going and i actually cashed out in the fantasy this week but thanks to shishkin after having an absolutely shocking start so you know all eyes are uh, well all avenues are still open uh, on the tote let's do this play spot we'll have a chat about what's going on after that so kempton uh, this weekend chaps of course it kicks off uh, with the adonis the last chance for these triumph hurdle horses to uh, strut their stuff i thought this was the simplest actually this and the second race on the card were absolutely simple because script writers in here i think he's got a great chance in the triumph and uh, he should be picking up the adonis darren yeah listen i couldn't agree more um it's always a bit nerve-wracking to have your banker in race one 
But um, I think this this is banker material written all over it. I think he is a flying chance in the, the triumph in and of itself. Um, but this this is very, very straightforward as far as I'm concerned. I think he has at least £10 in hand uh, over these. And I granted he has to give five to Nozret as a, as a great winner himself. But um, yeah, for all that the English juvenile form doesn't look overly strong, I do think Scriptwriter is uh, head clear of the rest of them. And I'd be shocked if he doesn't hit the frame. My view too, and you've explained it better than I did. And the thing is, though, we've got Jamie Benson on here. He loves Nazaret. I do. Or Nuzret. He loves him. I, I do. I do. He uh, he he's he's bordering on getting quite infuriating, if I'm being mm. frank. But he 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 still represents, um, I think, very much uh, the the for me for me the form horse in the race. I mean, I know that that's coming off the back of a third and a third. But if you look at that, that form, it's with Comfort Zone. You know, it's with Blood Destiny. That is, mm. for me, the best form in this race. And um, and then obviously in the grade, in the grade uh, one at... Uh, what's the grade one? Grade two at Christmas as well. But yep. um, for me, I, I, I'll be betting Nazareth for sure. Um, I think... That... To come second, the scriptwriter, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I, to be I, scriptwriter, I just can't have any of the English Juvenile form. Like yeah, no, you're, I, absolutely, I yeah, agree, you're yeah. absolutely right that, that that he is better than than the other English juveniles. But I still think a Nazareth third in a maiden hurdle, uh, uh, sorry, in the in, yeah, in the maiden four year old maiden hurdle is stronger form than scriptwriter winning graded races over here. What a damning indictment of the English form that is! <laughs> but it could well have be you, the case. Have uh, you ever flashed the old company card in a Nazareth, Jamie? Have you ever been to a Nazareth? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, that, that's the one. That's one with the old um, gold stakes and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, the eight hundred pound stake and the uh, two hundred yeah. quid red ball and all that. Yeah, that's that's the place. Oh no way! Okay, okay. Well, there's time for that, Jamie. If that wins, no, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to the Betfair lot. We're uh, we're more humble at the type. <laughs> Perfect. Look, I'm going to put Nazareth in just because I already wrote it down, knowing that Jamie was going to wax lyrical about exactly what he talked about. So, like, we're going with two in the first, and after what happened last week, that's probably sensible. You, could, you, um, you, could, you should just have a chat GPT version of me by now. Spews out nonsensical ramblings. Loves loves Irish form. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think you could do the same with me as well, and all my cliff horses. Like, you literally just need a computer to tell you what is on the race hour this week. Um, the Pendle Novices chase is the second race, two twenty-five. Uh, again, I thought this was absolutely simple because there's one horse in here that's miles clear of everything else, and uh, that's Boot Hill. They've made the right decision, Darren, to go for this. I think than than tackle anything at Cheltenham too tricky, and they pick up a nice pot. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I actually sided with That's All Right Gino for place pop purposes. And I'll tell you why my angle into That's All Right Gino is he's the most ground-dependent horse in training. I've been following this horse. I actually, a slight tangent, his uh, his owner used to be my boss back in the day, in my in my old Betfair days, funnily enough. Uh, so I've, I've had a natural interest in the horse since those days. Uh, the horse can't put one, yep. put one foot in front of another uh, when it's soft, but when he gets a quick surface, he's actually pretty handy. Uh, and I just thought he might be one that... If, if anything was to happen to the favourite, he's obviously going to pick up the pieces. But to be honest, it does look a race where you're going to stick the front two in again because they do look well clear. Yeah, I, I think that's probably sensible. Jamie, what did you make of it? It's only five runners, so we know what we're playing with. Just a couple of spots and you pray for no non-runners. Yeah, exactly. I think it's definitely one that you'd have two in. Um, if nearer the time, there were, if, there were a few, if there was a non-runner, you would probably look at trying to shoehorn all four in and hope for, hope for a yeah. bit of a shot. Um, sure. Because I mean, this is so unhelpful of me. I really fancy Solo in this. Um, 
I, uh, I, I first time, first time on the wind up, loves it around Kempton. Yeah, he won the Adonis back in the day, and um, he his form of Alco Coastal last time obviously looks exceptionally good. Um, you know that was a handicap, but it was probably a graded race in, in all but name. And um, I just I think he's he is the wrong price at the moment at around so three three to one, seventy two. Um, maybe 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 I just bet him and then. For place spot purposes, we have uh, Boot Hill, who is a play spot nap. Uh, you know, he, he's very, very consistent. Um, and then obviously that's all right, Gino as well. That where I totally get the ground argument, um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. So maybe, maybe, maybe we do go those two, and I just and I just punt solo by myself. Um, but I was at the, yeah. this uh, preview night last night, and Johnny Delahaye really, really fancies him. Um, he, really? Yeah. He, he, I asked him about uh, all of his runners. And, to the upcoming over the few weeks, and he singled out, soloed out, solo, um, as soloed out, as, solo, as yeah. his his one. Jeez, oh, he has to win. Doesn't I know. He, he kind of has to win. That's like that's the long and short. Yeah, well, look, I've I've written down three. We're gonna have to do something with that. I don't, though, I don't that mind that. I don't. You know, I don't mind three here. This is this is a low key, quite tricky race. I'd say. You know, because I'd give Tweed Skirt a shout as well in in receipt of weight all around, and yeah, I don't mind having three here. I don't Look, we, two, we, could have, we could have two lines going live through to the next leg. Let's do the three. Exactly. All right. Okay. Okay. We've got Boot Hill. That's all right, Gino and Solo. So uh, anyone who regularly listens to this tweed skirt and the JJ Riley forecast is an absolute good thing. Um, okay. On to the Coral Trophy handicap chase. Uh, good old Froden's going to top the weights here, which is um, making it a little bit interesting for some of the other ones. Captain Ord's going for a quick fire double, of course, for Christian Williams. He's also got a big chance in the Ida, so it could be a big weekend for them. Um, what do we like? I have one here, but I'm going to let Darren go first. Uh, yeah, I found this tricky, but I, I narrowly came down on the side of St. Calvados. Um, look, we did this with Jadaliwa a couple of weeks back. It's the biggest jockey upgrade that you can possibly get in racing, going from Mr. Maxwell to Mr. Cobden. Again, all due respect to David Maxwell uh, for, for what he puts into the game and all that. But uh, yeah, I, I thought his fourth the last time behind Pick Dorhey. For all he was well beaten, and then Pick Dorhey was well beaten by Shishkin. I actually think that that's a little bit better now than it looks. No shame in Pick Dorhey being beaten by Shishkin. And, you know... Again, you're, you're talking about a very inexperienced man on board the last day. This looks a lot easier. He's a lovely racing weight. Uh, ground is very much in his favour again. Looks looks a race for more than one selection once again. But I, I did think St. Calvados had decent claims. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to put you off that one. Harry Cobden and Paul Nichols again with St. Calvados. Uh, Jamie, give me your views before I unleash the winner of the Coral Trophy Handicap Chase because I have it. Well, for placebook purposes... Loves St. Calvados. I think he makes total sense. For punting purposes, probably not a play spot option given the price, but it's a 20 to 1. I quite like Jack Amar from Milton Harris stepping up to three miles for the first time. Uh, he's won at, uh, at Kempton before, over two and a half. Um, he has the tactical speed you need for this race, which actually it, it tends to go to a speedier type. Uh, another reason why I think St. Calvados is an interesting, uh, it is a sort of perfect runner for this. Um, but yeah, he, I'll, I'll take a chance on Jackamar, but probably just as a as a as a personal bet, and then St. Calvados and as the play spot horse alongside your good thing, which is do you know? Uh, power for Sam Thomas and <laughs> Sam Twiston Davis. Like th- 
there's plenty more in this. I know he's, he's sparely raced, to be honest. Um, I think there's plenty more in this. Actually, run massive in the old team last year. I would have fancied him to go a lot better in it this time round. But they've gone for this part. Why not 85k on offer? Uh, Sam Twist and Davis were right, and he's what is he 13 to two, seven to one, something like that. I think he's a knocking bet, as you both like. Um, St. Calvados for this. Uh, our power will be our second representative. But like I said, and often say on here, we only need one there and we'll be okay. <laughs> so we should be fine. <laughs> um, the Skybet Dovka Novices Hurdle comes up after that. Uh, this is tricky, Jamie, because seven runners play spot um, Klaxon going off here. Um, we're we're going to have to pick carefully. And we've already got quite a lot of horses in our pan. Yeah, we do. And Hansard is potentially banker material. Um, you know, this is ultimately quite a weak race, though, isn't it? He's rated 130, and this is a grade two, and he's six to four. That doesn't really add up for me. And as a result, I'll take a bit of a chance on Yukon Tango, which I think, I can't remember if it was Darren or not, but I think got put up on the podcast ages ago at the big price when he was pulled up um, at Sandown. But uh, he, he he's a good ground horse. He's had a bit of a freshen up. Uh, before that, he looked a highly progressive novice hurdler. This is much weaker um, than than some of the races he's contested to now. And I'd say about 9-2, to two, he'd be my idea of a bet. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Darren did talk about Yukon Tango, but he's here so we can ask him because I can't remember for sure. But Hansard, the one we started that conversation with, he beat Master Chewy, who Darren also loves. Darren, you have a bit of a quandary if we're right about this Yukon Tango. Yeah, and you know, it actually was me that put him up. I, I got it into my head. He was uh, worth a flyer at about 40 to 1 in um, right. in yeah. the Tallworth, I think it might have been, back in Sandown in the day. But uh, that, that turned into extremely soft ground. It just wasn't his cup of tea at all. He's been given a bit of a break since, what, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Uh, I actually did think Hansard was... As, I hate the phrase good thing, but uh, I thought he did have a fair bit in hand here. He's very much in an upward curve. The former Master Chewy is Dean rightly loose to, to me is strong. Master Chewy ran okay in the Betfair hurdle as well. So, yeah. you know, all things considered, he was giving him £7 that day. But um, I could definitely see the case of Yukon Tango, but I did think Hansard was going to be hard, very hard to knock out of the place here. Okay. Um, all right, look, this is tricky, and our pot is building quite big. But I've got Hansard and Yukon Tango in there. We're going to have to do a bit of revision, I think, to this, unless we can find something very obvious in the 410, which is leg five. Um, I don't really know where you start, but actually, Jamie, you probably have the inside view on this Ivaldi. Yeah, I was rather hoping when I asked Johnny Delahaye what he fancied that he would say Ivaldi, because I fancied Ivaldi. Um, so when he said solo, I, it was a bit noteworthy by his, by his absence. But maybe that's because they're on a small bit of a recovery mission with him. Um, mm. He's run twice in handicaps and he fell and was fourth. And that fourth was actually quite encouraging. He ran with the chokeout um, and pulled, pulled. I said ran with the chokeout. He, he was tucked in behind, but he pulled the whole way. And it, but it travelled into the race then before just not really finding much. So I think he's really interesting. If he can't be winning off a mark, uh, in the in the low one twenties, I think they'll be pretty disappointed. He he'd be my my selection in the rest. Yeah, I think he's mine too. Um, Darren, what did you like? I found this a pretty horrible race to be honest. Um, Scarpia mm. would be a very tentative selection. Uh, the Huntington Pretense qualifier form looks okay at this point. You know, obviously Itchy Feet won, changing man was second, and they've both finished second in similar enough contests since, but. I, I really wouldn't have a strong opinion here. As I said, Scarpe would be very, very tentative, so I'm, uh, I'm happy to be swayed. 
I'm tempted to nap Ivaldi. I mean, he's going to finish in the first three. We're not going to get less than three places. Um, even if Harry Compton is, is light with the old persuader, as they all are in the run-up to Cheltenham, um, it might have enough. Jamie, are you happy with that? Yeah, I, do, I was thinking about that. And... Uh, yeah, why not? It's, it's one of the one of the sort of oft, often uh, misunderstood things about a play spot is you quite often think in in big field handicaps that you need to have a load, but actually, if there is a, a well handicapped horse at the front of the market, sometimes just bankering that to hit the frame in the first three, or if it's sixteen runners or more, the first four, um, that that is quite often quite a good way of just getting through a, a race. Um, you know, you think think of uh, the likes of the Emmett Mullins horse in in the Betfair hurdle. You know, that thing was never ever going to come outside the three. So, yeah, and I think we put th- three in the race because we all had different fancies for it, exactly. which kind of makes sense. But like, you could easily just gone. We don't need to spend that much time. And there's one very well handicapped horse that's going to be trying for his life. Yeah, and uh, yeah, okay. Um, look, we'll, we'll stick with that for now, right? So the Valdi number seven in the four tens going in. And then we get to the 4.45, which is the final leg, penultimate race on the cup, but the final leg for this. Um, Darren, we've got quite a short price um, favourite here for the quality of the field, I would suggest. Nico de Boinville, Nicky Henderson and Quick Draw. Um, but what did you come up with? I thought he had exceptionally strong claims, uh, Dean, to be honest. Um, I didn't really, f- when I when I went down through it, I was trying to find, find a clever one maybe to, to run into a place, but I find it very, very hard to not disfavour, especially for play spot purposes. And again, given how, you know, how big this ticket is getting, I thought he, not banker material, but maybe stick another one in with him, but I did think he was going to be very, very hard to knock out. And it would be nice if the last leg was something like this to hit the frame for us, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I do like it. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to back the Edgar Wallace just because I have a long running history with certain horses, and that's one of them. And he doesn't win often enough, and I always think he does enough to, to hook me back in. Did you have a different alternative for this, Jamie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I firmly agree with Quick Draw being, being uh, an absolute certainty for the play spot. You know, he won last time doing handstands over course and distance. Absolutely rock solid. The one that I liked as a bit more of a sort of outsider in it would be Generous Day for Henry Oliver. He's 11, which doesn't scream progressive chaser, but he's £10 lower than when winning over course and distance um, a couple of years ago. Uh, so, you know, he's one off th- in these conditions uh, off mark £10 higher, and he's shown himself to be a good form. He won three starts back. He's been second and fourth since. He he's, doesn't look like a horse on the wane, but his his mark has dropped considerably so he he looks set to run a big race i'd say generous day okay um i think i think we can get away with putting that in because you know we've got another view on it that makes sense so i think now we've got two in the first which is scriptwriter and nosret then we've got those three wonderful horses in the 225 boot hill solo and that's all right gino so then we've got st calvados and our power hansard and you can tango and then ivaldi is the nap with quick draw and generous day uh, Jamie, you're on the maths duty here, so I make it 2 times 3 is 6, times 2 is 12, times 2 is 24, times 1 is still 24, times 2, 48 bets. That's not too bad from from a, from a kind of standing start. I think we finished well. Yeah, yeah, it was looking like a like a phone number for a minute there, um, but we, we, we reined it back in with some sensible, sensible bankering towards the, the back end. All right, well, look, it's all going to come down to uh, Ivaldi. 
uh, I would imagine. I think we we might be all right with the rest. I've given at least two winners on that card, so we should be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> no messing about. Right, okay, that um, place pot line, all uh, 48 of that perm will be up on bookmakers.com shortly after you listen to this podcast, I would imagine. If you want to follow us in, even after our last week uh, debacle, there was lots of sense spoken but actually what ended up in the perm didn't get us over the line. Now, it is a, a cracking day of uh, racing, of course, uh, no more so than the tote fairy house Bobby Joe Chase. And uh, Jamie Benson on his way, I would say, hot-footing it to fairy house. Uh, you've got a decent feel for it, Jamie. Nice card. Kenboy, carefully selected, pencil full of lead, longhouse, poet, far class. Vanilla is there. Enjoy the Langler Morgan Duke. And now, no, now, where or when? Uh, decent field of nine for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fascinating race, actually. Um, there's no, I mean, as much as Kenboy is the, the standout on ratings, um, it's really, really competitive. There are a few I really, I, I fancy to run well at, at prices. You know, Longhouse Pert, one of the essays, I can see him coming back to himself in, in preparation for the national. Fart class, similar. Um, he, he could well do, try and do the Tiger Roll Triumph National Double, uh, the off-scene um, <laughs> path, the, the well-trod path to winning nationals. Yeah. But it's, it's a really interesting race. Um, David Jennings, I know, loves pencil full of lead, and he's been napping that up all day today. So... To be honest, I don't have a betting view in it. I'm, I'm just really excited to watch it. Um, I'll be there. I'll be there cheering them big, all on. You need a big ass, Jamie. You need a big ass on the horse to win it, Bobby Joe. I've stood at that final <laughs> fence plenty of times at Fairy House and watched them come over. And it's normally the one with the biggest backside <laughs> that gets up the hill furthest. After it's just the biggest backside because it's nearest to you. Yeah, maybe. And the one I'm concentrating on, I don't look at the ones in behind. <laughs> they could be bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really like I really like the race. A longhouse poet of uh, of a lot of time for I think it's it's got you know, everything about it screams national credentials. I think the top two are a bit old now. Ken Boyne carefully selected almost pensioners. Um Darren, did you have a view on this race? Yeah, I didn't have a betting view as such um, in, ter- in terms of actually having a financial interest, but I, I did think Pencil Full of Lead was the, uh, was the interesting one. Because like you, Dean, I just thought the front two are very, very vulnerable at this point. Now, carefully selected, obviously, off the back of his win in the in Thiessies. You're wondering, is he still on an upward curve or was he, you know, uh, got ready to the very, very minute for that particular day? Um, Ken Boy is a spring bounce horse. Bounce all over that. Yeah, doesn't it have bounce? Yeah, yeah. Ken Boy... Is a spring horse, but like his his very lethargic at the Dublin Racing Festival wasn't his wasn't himself at all. Paul picks him over carefully selected, so you'd think that's Willie's first choice, which you know again you you, you tend to be steered right that way. But I I did think you could get after these two, and and Pensilful Lead looks to still be, if not improving, um, kind of maybe with more scope to to maintain his form than the other two. Yep, fair enough. I think I'll, I'll be having a play with probably Pencil of Lead and Longhouse Poet there uh, with the tote, I would imagine. Uh, this race is going to be a big feature piece of um, the weekend, Jamie, of course, with the tote fantasy. And uh, the betting tournament is on as well, Jamie. So you're busy. You're very busy. <laughs> yeah, I'll be punting away there. And uh, yeah, I've managed to shoehorn in the 245 from Ferry House as well. The Tommy Carberry handicap hurdle over you know, 18 runners, two and a half miles as well. So no, that keep... is a belter. Have you got the winner of that? Because I, that's going to be. I, like, I think I do, to be tough. fair. I mean, jeez, oh, okay. you, you're some moron to, to think you've got the winner of this. But I am some moron. And uh, the winner is Spirit. Of the, my own heart here. Yeah, the, the, the winner is Spirit of Legend, um, who okay. was brought down last time when surely going to win. Um, 
uh, as 94 favourite. He, he stays on the mark of 129. Uh, a, mark, a mark that he got uh, went up four pounds after being second to the Charles Burns good thing, Green Glory, um, at, at Christmas at Leopardstown. So mark of 129 looks unbelievably generous um, given the yep. strength of that form. And I think he just wins. I think he gets it done. Goes up. He's, okay. he's a 150 horse in making, I'd say. Rachel and Henry on Spirit of Legend in that 245, also part of that fantasy tournament this weekend. Do you know what, though? I mean, there's there's Cod Lathala. I probably said that wrong. Darren. Katahala, yeah. Katahala, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, Colt Murphy and Aidan Kelly, who the, the handicapper could have put up £100 for the last win. There's yeah, loads yeah, in absolutely. hand, I think. And then the other one is unanswered. Yeah. Is in there of 10 one. Good luck. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, Jamie, I agree with you. You're pretty mental. I think you might have the winner of that yeah. race. But I think maybe between the three of them, we'll, we'll get a place. I think we'll get some Katahala come the end of this place, but I reckon that's, uh, that's my prediction. You can go and look it up for yourselves, see what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, you're like an encyclopedia on this. All we ever do is throw weird words at you and you come to back to us with weird meanings. I, well, I honestly don't. I, I, I spent 14 years learning the damn language. I haven't got too many words of it, but if I couldn't tell you what that meant, uh, it's a real <laughs> indictment on the Irish education system, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So look, they're, they're, the, they're the two uh, bits of fun at Fairy House. Definitely part of that fantasy if you're getting involved. There is a couple of other races, obviously, in the Scoop 6. Um, the Ida is on. And uh, Darren, could be a massive day for Christian Williams, considering he's got uh, Captain Org going for a quick fire double and two massive pot handicaps. And then he's got Kitty's Light in the Ida again. Yeah, look, this is what horse, this is what trainer horses should look like, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Captain Ord is... Uh, obviously a, a fine animal but like for the rating he has to earn the prize money that he has is outstanding placement from both his owner who's pretty shrewd and his trainer um and i think they deserve an awful lot of credit like instead of whinging about prize money and running for three grand attempts on a monday if you think your horse is well handicapped enough run him on a saturday in a big race to see who you get on i think you can reap the rewards and as well the way racing has gone so cheltenham centric now there are loads of massive pots to pick up during the course of the year that horses don't run in because people are obsessed with running to cheltenham which i do understand as well but again you're leaving money on the table here lads uh, as, as regards the either i found this quite tricky again I, I thought sam's adventure had a live chance but he might be pretty he might be ground dependent is my big fear i don't know what the weather is like up at newcastle this weekend i see that it's kind of the soft side to go to soft at the moment but I don't know what they're expecting rain. If they're expect if they're not expecting rain, he might find it difficult. Um look, Kitty's Light has obvious claims, but I don't really want to be taking the price that he is at the moment. So I reckon I'm gonna wait until the morning to see what the weather forecast is like before making up my mind, but a tentative selection won't be Sam's adventure. Fair enough, fair enough. Jamie, you had a look at the Ida. I know your attentions are in Ireland. But... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've I've, uh, I've had I've had a look through it's in fantasy as well. So I think Kitty's Light's um, a, a, a really good option for fantasy. She's only seventeen, one thousand five thousand guineas. What? How much? Oh, she's seventeen fifty, one thousand seven hundred. Oh, that's very guineas. fair. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. very fair. Yeah. And you get you get bonuses for uh, for her being for, for her, him being in a big field as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I think uh, very much worth including in your fantasy team. But the one I'm going to be backing at a big price is Young Bull for Harry Whittington. Um, mm. He has always looked like an absolute plodder who who's desperate for a trip. He's quite a, lightly raced for a nine-year-old. And I was encouraged by his, his comeback run this season, which was over in that inadequate two-mile-five last time. Um, I think he is the sort of horse that will thrive in this test. They've always really liked him. The yard has been a bit in and out, well, probably over the past few years, really. But 
I think that he's been lined up for this and around the sort of 20 to 1 mark, I think that that's a big old price. Okay, Young Bull. Ida but won at a big price as well. And if this wins the Ida, um, do look out for me at the top of the fantasy board because I'd say I'll be close. Um, Mighty Thunder for Lucinda Russell and uh, and a jockey that I don't know a lot about, Patrick Wadge, is going to ride that. Take £7 off. Um, yeah, they've got that entered in the Midlands National as well. Um, yeah, I, I've always liked him. Uh, it doesn't always deliver, but has won a few big pots in his time. And Albury probably chance in that one because it's the Ida and I like to have a go. Um, okay, there's one more race in the uh, in the mixer. The um, I think we actually covered it. Actually, the 4:45 at Kempton uh, is the final one. The scoop six. It wasn't one last week, Jamie, or was it? Sorry, mute issues. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. So there's, I think there's about 130 grand in the in the pot now. De- decent pot to be shooting at. Very good. It's getting there. That's what we like to see. And also there's a trifecta rollover race, of course, to that. Um, the Premier Handicap Chase at Kempton at three o'clock. OK, I think we are there apart from uh, best bets of the weekend, which, um, you know, I I, I can admit um, to being on the scriptwriter boot hill double. And that probably be where I'm going. But I did say I have the winner of that uh, trifecta rollover race with our power. So I'll probably go there. Darren, where would you go? Yeah, I, I don't want to put up a short price double as a as a nap, especially after you mentioned him one there. But I, I, I thought I had one, but I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with St. Calvinus. I do think he has exceptionally strong claims in the three o'clock in Kempton. You're taking me on, okay, brave man, brave man. Um, that's fine, and I don't mind that. It's a brave Jamie, man's what, game, what, Dean. What do you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good pun. Uh, Spirit of Legend, I'm going to guess, is Jamie Benson's one, considering he told us it will win yeah. ultimately impossible handicap. Yeah, effect. and I also love napping up a horse like that when the prices aren't out yet, just because I know somewhere somewhere in in, uh, in a London suburb, a shiver goes down Tony Calvin's spine. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, he's literally standing by. Yeah. yeah. Listen to that. Yeah, any yeah. price is a good price, lads. That's it. Just back winners. It's not difficult, is it? Um, just back winners. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't guess the prices there, and I see no one's been brave enough to take it on yet. So, uh, yeah, maybe 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 Tony and fancy doing it. Himself. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, that's that's um, that's really no, good. That's Appreciate sorry. that. Tony, Tony got a bit spot. of twenties earlier on in the week. I think it's fives now in the sports book. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's still be a bet of fives. Yeah, yeah, still be a bet. He took what he cared. <laughs> I love that. Um, God bless him. He's a good man. Yeah, okay, is, yeah. let's uh, yeah, let's wrap this up then. So the play spot is done. That will be up on bookmakers.com um, later on today. This podcast, of course, if you're listening to us, go check it out and see how we get on this weekend. Of course, there is the tote fantasy this weekend. There is the scoop six. There is this guaranteed play spot at Kempton. And Jamie Benson, we can take him on in the betting tournament, of course, and he'll be at Fairy House. And if you keep an eye on the TV, you will see him after the Bobby Joe, I would imagine, uh, dancing up and down, Jamie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have you on my, on my shoulders, Dino. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know if you know how heavy I am, but yeah, okay, we'll, we'll give that a go. Um, all right, I look forward to it. Hopefully, everyone has a great weekend. Uh, do bet responsibly, of course. Thanks to the Tote for sponsoring this podcast, and we will be back uh, next week. We're not far away from the Cheltenham preview night, of course, uh, which is on Tuesday, and if you're not lucky enough to come along and, uh, and watch us in action, it'll all be on YouTube on the 1st of March. So lots to look forward to. We'll catch you all soon. Thank you. You're listening to The Race Hour, proudly brought to you in association with The Tote. Check out The Tote this jump season and find out what you've been missing.